0: Welcome to Let's Talk Seniors, thanks to Anglican Care. In today's episode, Michelle and I talk about how to avoid falls with occupational therapist Natalie Mitchell. Nat has 25 years experience as an OT, having worked in hospital and rehabilitation settings and also in occupational health and safety. Nat is currently working with seniors in their home environments, so we think she's a fitting guest on the podcast to discuss today's topic of the risk of falls amongst seniors.
1: Welcome um, and thanks for joining us today, Nat. It's great to have you here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Nat, is it true that one in three seniors over the age of 65 experience a fall each year and that such falls are the number one cause of injury in seniors?
2: Yes, Michelle, this is unfortunately the case. Uh, Falls are the number one cause of injury in seniors, with one in three people over 65 experiencing a fall every year, and these people are more likely to also fall again in the future. Wow, that's a massive stat, isn't it? One in three. It is. It is when it rises to one in two adults over 80. Oh, okay. Yep. So f- yeah, falls can obviously range from very minor things to much more serious and um, can result in hip fractures and cuts, even head and brain injuries. And, of course, very occasionally they can be fatal. So so they can be massively life-changing, can't they, Nat? Absolutely. Nav? And even when there's no serious uh, injury, a fall can really really be frightening for people and um i think you lose confidence as well definitely yeah they can become really fearful and avoid certain activities that they you know might stop them from going outside or leading a more active life Yeah, really living life to the
0: full because you lose that confidence and yeah so massive massive
2: um topic to
0: talk about and preventing them is a
2: fantastic way to go i think it's safe to say that most older people if they haven't had a fall themselves they know someone who has had a fall of some sort yeah
0: so, Nat, where are all these falls taking place? Are they in the home? Is it when they're out shopping?
2: Well, approximately 50% of falls do occur inside the home, and an additional 25% occur outside but near the home, so perhaps in the garden or at the front entrance of your house. Um, then the remainder of falls occur away from the home, so out in the community and so on. And um, often it's the familiar setting of people's homes that create a false sense of security. Yeah,
0: that's interesting, I can imagine, isn't it? I yeah, but I think having fallen myself when I've been out shopping that's also a really confronting and somewhat embarrassing thing to experience <laughs> like it's really hard to recover from that even as a younger person let alone if you're an older person out and about and yes. something like that happens. Very disheveling isn't yeah. it? Yeah it is. it's
1: not a good feeling. And that when you look at these statistics so who's falling is it more is it men or are men and women falling at the same kind of rates?
2: Well, uh, looking at the research, it actually appears that in older age, women are more likely to fall than men. That's interesting. Yeah, some studies have found that the risk is associated with differences in gait patterns. So, the, you know, your manner of walking during different activities. It's not high heels, is it, Nat? <laughs> I hope it might be. <laughs> Well, they look at, look at things like speed and step length and, and less leg strength. So, yeah. women do trip and slip more often and fall while walking more often than men. But men, the research shows, tend to fall more than women from a lack of support by an object, so um, from using a walking stick or you know, losing a balance with that walking Is that because they're kind of reluctant to use a prop like that? Uh, I don't know that it's clear, but there seems to be differences in how men and women fall. And men tend to fall more when they're getting up from a seated position. Okay, interesting. So we know that women, of course, suffer fractures more so commonly than men because of osteoporosis and things like that and they're about twice as likely to be admitted to hospital after a fall than than men um, but we also know that those who are inactive fall more than those who are active regardless of gender.
0: I think um, that's been a common theme throughout mm. our series that uh, you've got to keep up your strength um, you've got to mm. keep exercising you've got to move because otherwise it will lead to things like falls and that lack of mobility and it's yeah overall health yeah certainly it's been a really common theme so now before I ask my next question this is just a personal question that I was interested in that being what is the difference between an occupational therapist and what they do and a physiotherapist I sometimes get a little bit confused between those two
2: Well, in lots of settings they work together, so there is that um, blur, Mm -hmm. but they are distinctly different, I guess. Um, Physiotherapists, uh, I guess the the key word is physical there. They help restore movement and function in people, usually using exercises, massage, things that are um, increasing people's ability to move. Whereas OTs are looking at the whole person from a a more um, holistic approach, so using therapeutic activities to help people with their daily Uh, needs and wants really the things that they do in their life so there might be intervention through equipment or um, other sorts of modalities to help them. Yes
0: and Nat and I were talking about this before we've come together today because my mother-in-law is actually having an assessment done by an occupational therapist and some of the little things that they're doing which are really fantastic for her is she's having heaps of um, trouble opening jars and things like that so they're bringing in these I don't know what they're called Nat have they got a name but they're called helping with Opening yes. jar things, yeah. <laughs> which is really—it sounds so small—but it's been really impactful mm. for her. Because yeah. like, she's going to make dinner, she can't get a jar open, and so she can't have that dinner that and night. It comes so she back has to toast. We've
1: talked about grip strength before yes. and how important yeah. grip strength yes. is, yes. because yeah. like brushing your hair and and all of those things come into it. And so your daily tasks can be yeah can be really really impactful on your yeah. life. And yeah. and I guess from an occupational therapist point of view,
0: it's that wide ranging. It's it's not just. Preventing falls mm. and things, but it's helping you with those no, day-to-day it focuses tasks, on, isn't yeah, it? Yeah,
2: function and independence in all the activities that you need to do or want to do. Yes. right through the life. Yeah, I go from absolutely. Small children to older people. Yeah, older people.
0: Yeah. And so, Nat, um, from your experience as an occupational therapist, can you tell us about a time in which your patient was at home and took an unexpected fall and what was the outcome of that uh, pot- potentially? Well, you've probably were, got lots of yeah, stories, I know.
2: There were countless older people I worked with who've experienced a hospital uh, stay because of a fall. I can't think of a specific case, but I guess my job was to assess those people's independence and often that included a trip to their home to make sure it was safe it's possible for them to return after a hip fracture or something like mm. that? I would often find that people don't always acknowledge the hazards that might be in their own home, mm. from loose rugs to the slippery bathrooms, uh, poorly maintained paths at outside their front door. Of course, bad lighting, too much clutter, all those sorts of hazards that crop up over time in someone's living space. and Yeah, that you don't
0: tend to notice on a day-to-day basis, absolutely I guess. don't. You might yeah, have lived in it. Yeah, it takes that, an that independent home. eye to
2: yeah, see office. that. Yeah, and mainly, you know, there was a time, of course, where people were able to manage the way things looked and felt to them at home, and everyone likes to feel homely, you know, in their home and mm. so on, the objects we collect over our lives. But with some, um, yeah, critical eyes, you say, the patients and people can see that, there is some benefit often to changing uh, the way that they're their environment Mm. looks and feels and it might just be small changes but ones that are significant to uh, making it easier and Mm. better for them to get around in. Now I know working in aged
0: care that um, if someone has uh, quite a bad fall it can often be the impetus for them having to move into residential aged care would you agree
2: with that? Yes unfortunately I think that is the case and certainly the older you are or the more Mm. severe the fall. I guess uh, especially those over 80. Yeah yeah A lot of, you know, statistics that show that a fall can be really life-changing in relation to Especially if you're breaking a hip or something. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Well, that's major stuff, isn't it?
1: Share Anglican Cares Let's Talk Seniors on your Facebook page. Your friends will dig us. So, Nat, you talked about some of the the problems that people have uh, with some of the trip hazards in their home. What are some of the home modifications you recommend to prevent falls?
2: Uh, There are many simple tips that you can do, things that you can help uh, yourself to do to create a safer living space. Um, And falls are often due to, as we've said, things that are easy to overlook but also easy to fix. So the easiest way to prevent falls is to keep your home tidy and free of clutter. Keep the walkways in and around your home clear and don't store things in these areas where you often walk. If you use a stick or a walker to get around, this is really important because these aids can catch on things that might be lying about. Um, remove or repair or replace trip hazards in your home like loose carpet and throw rugs, floorboards that might be sticking up. Mm -hmm. Often people are oblivious to that sort of thing and cleaning up spills immediately, especially in kitchens and bathrooms and places that become dangerous when they get wet. Grab rails, handrails, things that can be installed um, to improve safety of going up and down stairs and getting on and off the loo and stepping in and out of the shower or bath. is a really good idea and this is where a handyman or a family member might come in handy for somebody. But also there are professionals like, like occupational therapists who can yeah. come in and assess people's homes. And
0: And sometimes, Nat, uh, people can access allied health professionals such as yourself through a home care package yeah. or a short-term restorative care package. Or yeah. I think sometimes even some of the Commonwealth Home Support Programme. Funding, um, seniors can access some of these services. They
2: can, and and if you don't know where to start, obviously your GP um, is a good place to have those discussions. Yeah, the good old GP is such
0: a fantastic resource, isn't it? Absolutely.
2: Um, this, this hint might sound strange but avoid um, wearing too loose a clothing because choosing clothes that fit well and don't bunch up or drag on the ground is a good idea. Well even a-
0: sometimes you know when you've got a cardigan on with pockets and it gets caught on your yeah, door kitchen handle. yeah <laughs> <laughs> I nearly fell over doing that the other day actually
2: <laughs> and the same goes for shoes and socks or loose fitting footwear that can cause slips and it's important to try and wear sort of staple shoes with good grips and as you said not, not the high heels around the home No. <laughs>
0: um, sometimes it's hard to give them away. Now. Yeah. <laughs> back to your slippers, Kylie.
2: Yeah, <laughs> only back non, to my non slip slippers. <laughs> um, so, good lighting is really important. Things like brighter light bulbs in walkways and night lights in bedrooms and bathrooms can help when getting up in the night. And, look, it's not always possible, but if you can consider living on one level, if you're in a multi-storey sort of home or a two-storey home, because rails, even with rail stairs, can be a risk. um, Stairs are tricky. It's not always practical, but if it is practical, it's worth thinking about just trying to maintain your, your living space on one floor, one area.
1: Are you ready to downsize your home? You're done with the endless maintenance and mowing the lawn? With Anglican Care's Retirement Villages, you can relax and live amongst friends carefree. Discover how at anglicancare.com.au.
0: So Nat, are there any other habits and precautions seniors can adopt to safeguard against their risk of having a fall? We've probably covered a lot of them. Mm, Anything else that you think? Look,
2: I think a big one is just moving about a little bit more carefully. Uh, Many falls at home happen by people moving too quickly from sitting to standing and vice versa. Nat, does poor vision come into it? Absolutely. So Good vision is really important to maintain balance. Keep those specs on. All those sort of um, overall health checks and keeping physically active and healthy are really important. So, um, of course, also having your medication and blood pressure checked by your doctor because these can affect your risk of having a fall. And if you are feeling like you're becoming more unsteady on your feet as you get older or your family or your doctor see signs of that, there is, um, you know, ways to have your gait or your walking imbalance assessed by a physiotherapist usually. Um, And then that can provide some good assistance and feedback to you as well.
0: I think with some of the hazards at home, sometimes poor vision, sometimes you're just not seeing these things.
2: No, absolutely. Yeah, because I, mean, I know as I'm getting older, I think, well, if I
0: don't have my glasses on, I I can't see cobwebs and stuff. And then every right. now and then I put my glasses on and go, oh wow. Yeah,
2: no, not really need to clean that. Vision's <laughs> a massive, a massive impact. In yeah, so pro-
0: of, p- people potentially aren't really seeing some of those no. hazards.
2: That's right, and poor lighting along with poor vision in your home can be quite... Yeah. I guess it might also be important um, to mention on your podcast what to do um, if you do have a fall so people know yeah, absolutely. how to feel prepared. Uh, so first of all, know who to call for help. So you could keep a list of the phone numbers of family or friends in your phone or program into your phone. They're already programmed in, hopefully. Have a phone within reach, easy reach on a low table. So if you have had a fall but you and you can't get up but you can move, you can at least get to that low table where your phone might be. And consider wearing an alarm device that will help. Bring help if you need. Yeah, to. I
0: was just about to say yeah. bringing my mother-in-law into it again. Yeah. She's just had a. We've organised a pendant for her, and it's got five people programmed into it. And if she has a fall,
2: it yeah. will sort so of you automatically wear it your trigger. Neck. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. They can be you know hugely helpful, and for I think a real sense of security for her. Absolutely. And
1: Kylie, where do you get something like that from? Well,
0: she's having that organised for her through her short-term restorative care package. Mm. But you can independently mm. buy them. You can go online and, and get. Those yeah, right, have a Google range around. On the yeah absolutely there's lots of different brands they called vitacle or is that something different that's one that's a brand brand. yes yeah.
2: yeah and i guess lastly let trusted family or friends know how to get into your house uh, if you can't yes. let them in, so you, if you have had a fall, there needs to be some way that someone can access your house. Yeah,
1: even the, even an ambulance officer, if they're mm-hmm. coming to help you might need that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: something that
0: I have not ever thought about that to be honest, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's so really good So there's those good little devices
2: that. that can hold a key with a code on them and you can store them in your garden or yeah. even, even have them hanging on your front door if there's a key code then um, you can let people know what that is yeah, and that's they're able to get tip, in to I help think. you.
1: And finally, Nat, with all the seniors that you treat and who have suffered from life-changing falls, I imagine that many of those wish they could turn back the clock and put into place some of the things that we're talking about today.
2: Oh, yes. Wouldn't it be great if we could Hindsight. <laughs> turn the clock
1: back so fantastic. for <laughs> many reasons?
2: But yes, I think all of the seniors who've had a fall would say that prevention is always better than cure and being proactive and looking at the possible risks for yourself and following um, some tips to reduce those likelihoods of a fall is definitely the best way to go. Yeah,
0: Prevention is always better than cure, always. isn't it? it is.
1: Yeah. For all your aged care needs, choose Anglican Care, where every moment matters. That's the conclusion of this podcast today. We do have a little lucky dip because we're all about uh, the health and well-being of seniors. And for all of our guests, we <laughs> give them a little lucky dip. So this is yours, Nat. Thank you so much for joining oh, us. Thank you so thank much. Thank you, Nat. It's been
0: great talking to you. And I think some of those tips have been really vital. And sometimes it's the simplest things, but you just don't think about them. So it's always good to have that reinforced. Yeah. It by is. someone, uh, like a professional
2: like yourself? Yeah, or you can grab a checklist. There's lots of checklists online on government yeah. websites and okay. other, you know, sites for older people to grab a safety checklist for your home and work your way through it. Oh, that's you a good might, idea, yeah. You might be surprised at what you Yeah, spot. can do. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. So, Nat, what's in that lucky dip? It looks fascinating from here. Well... I, I, I think I pretty much know what it is from the shape of the <laughs> resin. <laughs> and the fact you I might I have managed. bought it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think I managed to have scored a bottle of lovely organic... Red wine.
0: You might need that after this podcast. Well, I
2: won't drink too much, or I might increase my own risk of falls. But yeah, everything in moderation.
0: And red wine's good for you, isn't it? In moderation, thanks. The antioxidants. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure I've read that. So we look forward to chatting to a fabulous dietitian, Kate McDermott, in our next podcast, which is all about eating right to build muscles. Do you have any topics you want Kylie and
1: Michelle to discuss? Get in touch by emailing letstalkseniors at anglicancare.com.au.